In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes into our life, who makes a decision for us, so that then we can go and make other decisions. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Aaron Ralston, he was a smart guy, but he liked to take risks. Aaron Ralston was this guy who, he lived a little bit of an adventurous life, and he enjoyed living life sort of on the edge. It wasn't that he was dumb, it wasn't that he was making mistakes, he was knowingly taking some risks, though, in his life. And one of the risks that, that Aaron really loved to take was to get away from all of the schoolwork that he was doing at Carnegie Mellon University and to get away from all of the academic work as some of you probably feel like you want to do now and go and climb mountains. And Aaron decided one day that he was just going to take off and he was going to go to these mountains. He was going to go to a specific canyon named Blue John Canyon, and he was going to spend some time out there just being by himself and doing what he loved, taking a little bit of risk and climbing some mountains. And yet, it was risky. And that day he found out exactly how risky it was for him to do that. Because you see, as he was climbing around, a boulder fell and landed on him and pinned his arm to the wall of the canyon. And he sat there trying to get himself free for days. In fact, he sat there with only a bottle of water, much like we give first-time visitors here, and a pocket knife. And he began trying to chisel away at the rock, and it was just not happening for him. And he kept on trying to chisel away, but it just made the knife duller. And now it had been about five days he had run out of water and his knife was well almost beyond the point where it was able to be called a knife and he had a video camera with him and he turned the video camera on himself and began to take video of him speaking to his parents and to his loved ones, saying goodbye to them. And he wrote his name with what little he could with that knife on the side of that cavern, figuring that he was going to die probably within the day. And he wrote his name on the side, and he wrote his date of birth, and then he wrote the day that he thought he was going to die. And then, strangely enough, the knife slipped, and he punctured his hand, he says, around his thumb. And he said that when he did that, he heard this hissing noise, and it was actually the decomposition 
gases that were leaking out of his hand because his hand had not had blood inside of it for five days. Of course, he had already had the idea to amputate his arm. But he knew that he couldn't do it. He knew that this little blade that he had, there's no way that it could cut through the bone. And so he resigned himself once more and kind of slumped back a little bit. And when he slumped back a little bit, he felt his arm being sort of bent. And at that point, he realized what he could do. He realized that if he just took his body and twisted it far enough that he could actually break his own bones. And after his bones were broken... He could take that dull two-inch blade, which was the only thing that he had left that he thought could actually do the job, and cut through skin and tissue and muscle and tendon, and then finally the nerve, which sent, he said, like flames going up the rest of his arm. And he was free. And he walked out of that canyon not knowing what was coming next. Not sure that he would live because nobody knew he was out there. But eventually, some people did find him. And they rescued him. And they brought him home without his arm. Our Gospel reading today is a curious one. Our Gospel reading today is one of those Gospel readings that, well, it seems like maybe it's only going, it should only be called a Gospel reading in that it comes from one of the books that we call the Gospels. Because the entire reading seems to be filled not with the Gospel, not with the news that we are being rescued by a God who loves us, but rather with the law. That information that tells us that we are sinners, that we have not lived up to His righteousness. And He even says that because of that we should be tearing our eyes out and cutting off our hands. It's an odd gospel lesson to have. But there is some gospel in it. There is some gospel in it. But when we start looking at what Jesus says, when He is giving all of this law to us, we begin to, to well, sort of shrink back from it. If you hear what He says, He says that you should not even look at anyone with lust. He says that you shouldn't even call somebody a fool. He says that you should... Never marry anyone who's divorced and you should probably never ever get divorced. He says that you shouldn't ramp up your yeses and your noes, but rather you should just allow your yes to be yes and your no to be no and just let the truth stand there. And when you're looking at all of these things going through this gospel reading, you begin to get a sense that all of this is impossible for you to follow. 
Maybe you can do one or two things in this list of things that Jesus is putting out there, but the rest of it, you say, I've already committed that sin, I've already done that thing, and I'm maybe even going to do it again. And you begin to look at this list and feel the full weight of the law crushing down on you. And maybe it's not these specific sins that you're really thinking about now, but it's other things that you've done. And that shouldn't be surprising because you're (laughs) a sinner. You commit sins. You break the Ten Commandments. You use people. You use yourself. You abuse what God has given to you. We're all sinners. We should all be cutting off hands and feet and ears and eyes and noses and whatever else we have because we don't deserve them. But there is some gospel in this gospel lesson, I promise you. Maybe it's not in the things that Jesus says, but it's in the fact that it is this Jesus who is saying them. You see, when Jesus is saying this on this Sermon on the Mount, He's looking across at a hill full of sinners, listening to a sermon. Just as we are all a hill full of sinners listening to a sermon now. As we sit there, He sees us. He sees our sins. He sees what we have done and what we have failed to do. And yet, all the while, He makes it so obvious what that is. But, it's Him who's saying it. And that makes all of the difference in the world. You see, it's not somebody who's just judging you from the outside just in order to judge you. He's not just some angry God who is saying, these are the things that you have to do in order to earn my love. Instead, He is saying, these are the things that you should have done. This is the code by which you should live by. These are the decisions that you should have made. These are the choices that you had to make, and you made the wrong choice. But I made a choice too, he says. He made that choice to rather than your whole body be thrown into hell that His whole body would be thrown upon a cross, that His whole body would be thrown into the depths of hell, where there He would announce victory over sin and death and the devil, and rise once again, so that your body, not an eye, not a hand, not an ear, would ever have to see what hell is like. But rather that you would live for all of eternity with Him. And so that leaves us at the point that we're at this morning. 
the point after we have heard it pronounced to us clearly that our sins are forgiven, that we don't have to take out our eye, that we don't have to cut off our hand. And yet we know that there are going to be many days until we see His resurrection come. And that's where Aaron Ralston said something so significant to our stories as Christians. To what it means to be followers of this person who allowed his body to be thrown into hell. What he said about right after he cut his arm off. It was the greatest feeling right after I had cut my my arm off. It was the greatest feeling to be given the chance to get out of here. Looking down the canyon, I knew there was a hell of a trip left, but I knew I wasn't going to die here. And that was astonishing. Brothers and sisters, you have a hell of a trip left. But you're not going to die here. You're not going to die at all. You're going to live with Him forever. And that is astonishing. Amen.